This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. News from the Krabby Coffee Shop brought to us by Your Name Here. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Uh, do you think John did the uh, Irish goodbye on us, Don? Oh my gosh, what? Well, I, I can't do this without John. <laughs> John! He's, he's just John! Not, he's not here Where are today. You? Uh, don't, so Don't leave me with him. When you and I and John first uh, conceived this dumb show, it was to clear our desk, and you can hear, of stories that we haven't got to. And I want to clear my desk off because some of these stories, Don, I've been sitting on a while, and I just want you to go thumbs up or thumbs down on whether or not you want to talk about them. And this first story, I've had this thing a long time since I'm going to say maybe last July. It's from the Star Tribune. Headline, Indonesia ends army virginity test. I mean, thumbs up for that one. I've got to say thumbs up to all of them because the listening audience, there is going to be at least one person who wants to hear it, and I don't want to piss anyone off. Uh, Okay. Uh, I was really hoping you'd say no. No, please. Uh, What is this all about? Indonesia used to test their female recruits to find out if they were virgins. And if they were not virgins, 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 They don't get in, so to speak. They don't have to fight? During a test, a doctor inserts two fingers into the uh, uh, the, the uh, <laughs> promised land. <laughs> based on the... <laughs> Is this the guy who used to be the doctor for the U.S. gymnastics team? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this creep! <laughs> oh, my God! Two fingers, promised land. And based on the incorrect notion that it's possible to determine in that way whether or not a woman has had sexual intercourse. So it's, um, uh, what is the lining called? Whatever it's called, if it's there, she's okay. If it's gone. The veil of virginity. The hymen. <laughs> yes, the hymen. Buster. Which I'm yeah. sorry Buster. if you have done any sports or, or ridden a bike. Like, you don't have one anymore. Like, it's not, like, you know right. what I mean? Right. I know. I, I couldn't, can't believe we're talking about hymens this early <laughs> in the podcast or this early in the day. <laughs> I was really I, thinking this was going to be an on your honor system, Kenny. So I'm, oh, I'm glad gosh. that you're, you're, no pun intended, digging deep here. By the way, I. <laughs> 
Nice, Ross. Really nice. Really God, this nice. is absolutely a sexual assault. Oh, yeah, and it says so right in the article. It's sexual abuse. It is sexual violence, and it absolutely is. But I always thought that Buster Hyman would be a character in a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Let's get that out of the way. That is very uh, untoward. Indonesia. And ugly. Gosh. Yeah. And it's the the army? Yeah. Well, who wants to go into the army anyway in Indonesia? Headline, U.S. sues over 91,500 pennies dumped in a Georgia driveway. The owner of a Georgia auto repair shop who jumped uh, dumped these oil-covered pennies in a former employee's driveway was not creating just a sticky mess that took nearly seven hours to clean up, <gasps> oh. the U.S. Department of Labor said. He was also retaliating against the former employee for having complained to the department that he had not received his final paycheck. So the story is uh, a guy gets fired or quits or whatever, uh, doesn't get his final paycheck, demands it, and uh, this clown, this uh, yeah. auto repair shop, loads up n over 91,000 pennies in a oil barrel, so they're all covered with oil, Yeah, dumps them in this guy's driveway, and believe it or not, it equals almost the exact amount he was owed, like $915. I was going to say, that's $910 or whatever, because I, I had to do math there, and it was not easy hell? for me. You did that in your head? Well, yeah. I mean, just, you know, it can't be 9,000. What are you, some sort of savant? Wow. Uh, anyway, he's in trouble with the U.S. government, and they're making him pay, and blah, 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 blah. See, that would be a story I wouldn't bring up. Didn't Julian in Trailer Park Boys once pay his rent in all pennies? <laughs> yes. Do you remember that episode? Yes. Well, are you referring to um, the Big Dirty, where they decided to rob a change... It was one of these games in a uh, in a movie theater lobby where you put money in and you guess the amount of quarters in there or something like that. So there's this big glass globe full yes. of quarters, and they decide to uh, rob that, and they called it the Big Dirty. I think that's actually the movie, and I think that might be the first Trailer Park Boys uh, thing I saw. I think it is the movie. Okay. Yeah. What? what what is the one where they um, they try to steal the ATM machine? <laughs> right? That's they send yes. um, the two. No, I have a terrible memory. What Rick, are their names? Tra is it Trevor and Noah, Trevor, or what's his no, name? Not Trevor and Noah. No, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it's Trevor and Smokes. The, <laughs> the smokes, yeah. let's go. Smokes. No, what's his name? Um, Trevor is the quiet one, right? And the other one is the rapper kid. Yeah. Drives well, we're going to have to look it up. They drive the Skidoo snowmobile in the summer with wheels in place of skis. <laughs> I think what's, I'm glad that you don't remember their name because that's what I always forget. What are their two names? Yeah. Here we go. I'll look it up. That's so Keep fantastic. Talking, Ricky, Julian, Bubbles uh, are the three main characters. Uh, and then it's. And there's J Rock. J Rock. Yeah, that's it. No. No, no, no. J-Rock is Corey. the rapper. Corey. Corey and Corey. Trevor. Corey and oh Trevor. God. Corey and Trevor. J-Rock is the rapper. Yeah. 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 So anyway, where were we going with that? I don't know. We bring up Trailer Park Boys a lot. I hope somebody has at least benefited from this and started to watch you it. You were pretty much done with the story. I was just chiming in after we had figured out the guy paid $915. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that you're right. That's exactly what Julian did. 
Yeah, the great thing about Julian is no matter what he's doing, including hanging upside down, he's always got that <laughs> yes. drink in his hand and it never spills. Yeah, that rocks uh, glass. Celebrity death that we did not cover on my talk on the Jason and Alexis show this morning. Oh, great. Dwayne Hickman. Yes, Dobie Gillis. He passed away. Yeah, that's been since Monday. I didn't want to mention it because there were too many other deaths. 87 years old. Uh, and the only thing interesting about this, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I thought the whole piece was interesting. But what I found very interesting were the celebrities that got their start on the Dobie Gill Gillis show. Oh, cool. Marlo Thomas. Really? Ryan O'Neill. Oh. Bill Bixby. Oh. You remember him? Yes. I think he was in a show called The Magician, was he not? Bill Bixby is also like the Hulk or... No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, are, he uh, might be. No, Bill Bixby. He was in some type of like a superhero Las, show. Las or, Vegas. Was he the guy in Vegas where he parked his car inside a house or he lived inside an old fire on, station? And the big name, Warren Beatty, got his start on Dobie Gillis. Warren Beatty? Warren Beatty. Yeah. He was on The Incredible Hulk. Bill Bixby. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah you're right. I still have a brain. Okay, uh, that and then one more here. I don't know that this is interesting or not, and basically I pulled this out of the paper a month or maybe more ago just to give to you so you could read it. It's a piece. You know Chris Hewitt, right? Star Tribune uh, movie review guy. Yes. The state, Minnesota's uh, very first movie made in 1922 called Free Air, a silent. We had a movie that was shot in Minnesota in oh. 1922. Wow. And it was actually, um, a lot of these early films were actually, uh, without actually coming out and admitting it, they were propaganda. Of course. And this was kind of propaganda to defeat and combat something called Townleyism, which was a form of socialism that was gaining a foothold at the time in Minnesota and North Dakota. Townleyism. Townleyism, right. And I remember when I read this, I had to look it up. And sure enough, yeah, there was such a thing known as Townley, Townleyism, and it was kind of a light form of socialism. And this movie was supposed to um, support... Um, Anti-Townleyism? Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds so friendly. It, yeah, and it actually it's was. It's just like help your neighbor or what? Uh, I don't know. Oh, oh, you mean Townleyism? No, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't remember. But it was a, it was a movie that was supposed to champion big business, and it was shot um, in St. Paul and uh, Rosemont, which is just south of us, the St. Paul Hotel, Red Wing, elsewhere. Oh, and the Bluffs. What are the Bluffs just north of Stillwater, uh, Ross, um, where everybody goes to the cliffs? Oh, Taylor's Falls. Yeah, Taylor's Falls. So they go up to Taylor's Falls and use that as a double of uh, Glacier Park. And it's really a fascinating piece. I thought it was really interesting from Chris Hewitt in the Star Tribune. So is the idea, let me, I, I know that you might not know about Townleyism, but is it like, hey, don't do trade with your neighbor, buy from a big business instead? They were worried that people were having their own little communities where they just 
bought and sold their own items and lived within their bubble? Yeah, it was okay. about... It, it, but well, it was, let them do it. What's wrong it, with that? It, it was super, super subtle, though. It was just along... It was a, a road movie, you know, a road trip movie, where along the way you encounter all the benefits of big business and uh, that kind of thing. And it was very subtle, and that's why it was semi-successful, because it wasn't preachy. And nobody actually realized that they were actually, you know, being preached to. Oh, how evil. <laughs> they were fearful of the big box store in 1923. Is that what that was? Yeah. No, uh, they, no, they no, wanted pr- it. Yeah, sorry, they're, promoting, they're promoting it. it. Yeah. Yes, because the big business thought, well, we got to get these people to stop liking each other and doing business with each other and just buy our stuff. Um, I'm trying to look up Tonleyism right now so we can get a pure definition. I did too, and it, I came up with like names of yeah, people. Arthur, Arthur Townley. Yeah, yeah, uh, and he was the f- uh, the the guy who came up with it. Oh, he is. Yeah. Well, that is very okay. So I thought Townleyism meant I didn't know it was named after a guy. I thought it was just the concept of keeping business within your town it also fits that yeah is that also where the name townie came from when you call somebody oh they're a townie yeah Uh, townie bars yep uh no no it's not and don't say townie bars around me you know better than that i know i wanted to make you mad we got to have some crabby right now there's two things that really drive me set me off um ross townie bars and dive bars to which I say, you mean a bleeping bar? Why does there have to be a definition of, and, and why is it that I find out a bar that I've been going to for a long time and I really enjoy is all of a sudden now a dive bar? It's like, ironically, people it, go there. It, is that because the waiters aren't wearing white gloves? What the hell defines a dive bar? Shut up with your dive bar. It's a bar. I generally feel anytime somebody calls a bar that, that tends to be the bar I want to be at. Yeah, it's the bar I would feel more comfortable in. It's just a place where. But yeah, where my people go. Everybody knows your name. But why? Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But why do we have to? Why do we have to call it a dive bar? Why isn't it just a bar? It's just a bar. These Go are the city bar. people, Kenny, who are used to going to bars in a hotel lobby or a restaurant that's nice. And so it's kitschy and cute to them to go to these um, bars that they feel like they're really not in. That's not their place. And it's like a fun night for them, like going to an amusement park. Instead or, of going to the aristocrat bar right. or the country club. That's right. Off the top of your head, Kenny, you just named two, and I already forgot one. You don't like dive bar. What else don't you like? Townie bar. Townie bar. Okay. I know you don't like man cave. Hate man cave. (laughs) Man cave. (laughs) That is the worst thing ever. The term man cave. My sister, oh, my youngest sister, oh, she drives me crazy. She comes into my shop that I have been busting my ass for the last five years, turning a a barn into a shop, raising... The hayloft on, you know, on how some of these barns where you have animals on the main floor and then mm-hmm. above you have a hayloft, and that yeah. hayloft floor is pretty low. So I've raised it from being, you know, six feet up to 15 feet. And nice. I've done a lot of work in this place. She comes in and says, Oh, what a cute little man cave. <laughs> 
It's like, oh my God, five years of heavy labor working on this thing, sweat and blood and broken bones. Blood. Yeah, and you're calling it a cute little man cave. You pretentious little so-and-so, Gretch. Gretch. <laughs> yeah, she's a good kid. She, she she didn't know any better. Don, uh, three terms from you that drive you crazy. On air production meeting, this may be used oh, on social I, later I am, today. I, I can tell you this right now. Give you a hundred. I am tired today of people questioning me about things, giving me lists. Kenny did the same thing this morning. I've had a migraine for twelve days. Yeah, and I can barely get through my day. Yeah. I'm not yelling at you, Ross. I just can't even, I don't even know what my name is right now. Here's the deal, Ross. Anything that describes food. Descriptive words yeah. about food. Don't so, even say them. I know you've got a head full and you want to <laughs> You want to blurt them out right now. Don't say it. I think I'm just going to use one, two, and three will just be migraines. <laughs> That'll be the, the list I'm that I put sorry. out. Sorry, I completely shut you down. Yeah, it, it, so it, the first it, rule against improv is to know and. It was almost like Kenny was sitting in the studio with me. I know. <laughs> yeah, you're all good. I get it. I, I have a doctor's appointment after this if anyone's concerned. See, and I, Don, I knew you were going through this, but I, I'm so it's like four in the morning and I'm going through uh, emails from listeners. And this one guy who I trust sent me uh, a link to an article called Hollywood's New Rules. And it's in, I started reading it thinking, okay, this is going to be stupid. And it turns out that it's, it's really, really fascinating. And it talks about uh, behind the scenes what's happening in Hollywood on who works on productions, uh, everything from the writers to the, uh, the people that uh, run errands and the line mm -hmm. producers and the editors and everything. And I, I should send it to Holly, too, because you two are the only two that I talk to seriously about movies. So that's why I sent it to you. And I didn't want it to be show prep for today. We yeah, might, because I didn't read it. Yeah. And, and I, it's so fascinating to me. And keep I in mind. I haven't read it yet. I will read it. I just haven't had time. Keep in mind when people do this, I usually get into it and I'll read the first paragraph or two and go, yeah, okay. And I, I, you know, trash it. Uh, but this I sound, uh, I found so fascinating that I read it twice. Um, but I don't think we're going to have time to get it today, to, uh, to get to it today. I'd like to have John read it and maybe talk about it at a future date. But I wanted to know, do you have anything, uh, on your desk, old stories or, uh, inf in interesting stuff we can clear out and throw away and put behind us? Did do you, I? Yeah. Did you bring any old crap in today? I didn't bring old stuff in. No, just new stuff. Um, you brought show prep in, so you actually did show prep. I did, yeah. What do you got? I have, um, well, you know, the TSA, they catch people trying to get stuff through the scanner, and they have a list of the things that they, the top ten catches. Are any of these things in body cavities? Uh, well, let me see here. Mm, Say I'm no, because I don't want to talk about body cavities. No, no body cavities, okay. I don't think. Okay, right. so... Um, I'll, I'll leave the best one for last, but um, they found bullets inside deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> They're so easy to ship. Why do you have to do that? Maybe if you're just at the last minute, you're like, I really need to bring these bullets on the plane. What am I going to do? They, they, okay, I'll admit they're rare and hard to come by and prices are on the rise because everybody buys them. But seriously... Okay. Okay. Um, this just says a meat cleaver. I don't know where it was, <laughs> but a meat cleaver. You're trying no. to get through TSA with a meat cleaver? No, don't do that. A chainsaw. 
a chainsaw, on- the world's most dangerous tool, a chainsaw. Yeah, we're talking about with you in the cabin, <laughs> not below, you know, um, a firearm <laughs> belt buckle. Oh, oh, right, a, fi- a belt buckle disguised as a firearm. Or a firearm disguised as a belt oh, buckle. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. What? Have you seen Dazed and Confused? No, I haven't. Oh, you got to watch it. Uh, uh, Randall Pink Floyd, he's got a belt buckle it, it, that's actually a pot pipe. Oh, and at one point they're standing outside the uh, they're standing outside a, a, a store or a bar. He takes off his belt buckle, holds it up to his mouth, takes a hit, lights it up, puts it back on his belt. Oh not a gosh. word is said. It's not acknowledged at all. He just does it. It's it's fantastic. Oh my gosh! I'm sure they still make those in you've some head see, shops. You've got to see that movie. I though. know. It's so good. I know. I'm. I it's about my behind. youth. Yeah, it's about my youth. Your youths. Yeah, yeah. Pick out which one was me when you watch that movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me guess. The uh, eighth grader with a full beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a junior. The last day of high school. Uh, in Texas, Austin, Texas, um, and it's about the junior class that just turned into seniors. It's it's really good. Oh in, yeah, I mean in nineteen seventy six. Obviously, yeah, I've heard years and years. Everybody's seen. It's just one of those movies I've never seen. You know, not for any reason. Um, a wine holder shaped like a gun. That's another thing somebody <laughs> yeah, no, tried to no. get through. Don't don't even say the letters G U N when you're anywhere near an air, yeah. uh, airport. So these are just the illegal things. Um, the m- number one thing, though, was a meth burrito. <laughs> okay, so methamphetamine. Um, somebody had a burrito. Yeah. And it's exactly what it sounds like: crystal meth inside a breakfast burrito. And that's not the first time it's happened. So in 2016, there was another meth burrito, which leads me to believe that at some point somebody got a burrito through with meth in it. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I'm sure they're they're bundled up because they're intending to. It's not like it's just mixed in. And you say the last one. Sorry, Kenny. The last one was 2016. Yeah. So one of my all-time favorite oh, the one stories. Before. Yep, was 2016. Yeah, yeah. One of my all-time favorite stories. I just googled this and pulled this up. This is from June 1st of 2015, and you guys may remember this, Kenny. I'm sure you guys covered this. TC TCA TSA chief out after agents fail 95% of airport breach tests. Did you ever see this or or read this story? Wow, no. So this is from 2015. I remember I was working for a different employer at the time, and we talked about this story on air. Essentially what happened was they gave all the airports a heads up. Hey, you need to be looking for these things. They're going to come through, and people are going to try and smuggle stuff through. Here's what you should be looking for. They got 5% of it. Oh, my God. This is the equivalent of the teacher saying, this will be on the test. Yeah. And then you get it wrong anyway. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Here's a story. Okay. I didn't. How do I put this? I didn't know this guy. Okay. That's a a good way to start. I didn't know this guy, which means it's a story about him. I have no. No, uh, it's not about me because I have never been to Amsterdam. Uh But evidently this guy used to go to Amsterdam frequently, and this was after 9-11. Actually, before and after 9-11. Okay. He was smoking. 
at the time. He would go to Amsterdam, get a bunch of packs of, I don't know, whatever he smoked, Winston's, uh, Galen's, uh, Camel's, surgically open the bottom of the pack, the cellophane, with a razor blade, right? Sure. Take the cellophane off, take the cigarettes out, a few of the cigarettes out, empty out, tap out the tobacco out of the cigarettes. Yeah. He I know would where then this is going. he would then have seeds that he pur- purchased. Oh, seeds. Seeds for He's plants. He's got a long haul plan here. That he would bring home and grow. He would fill a few of the cigarettes up with seeds and then refill it with the remaining uh, tobacco, push them back in there, put them back in the pack, seal everything up, including the cellophane at the bottom, and then toss them into his luggage. Wow, and he never got caught? Not that I know of. Ooh. Yeah. How, how, how is it that we end up talking about crime and illegal activities every single week? <laughs> this is, yeah. What? Ha- oh, this is TSA. That It's my, it's my fault because I had this story. But about. this was both, from what I remember, both before and after 9-11. Obviously, before 9-11, you could get anything on an airplane. This, and I mean anything. This person, Kenny, sounds like somebody who needs to be a consultant in our how to evade the, uh, yeah. the law business at the yeah. uh, crappy yeah, coffee that, that, shop. I think that that goes into actually committing crimes, right? Because we don't want to teach how to do crimes. We just want to teach how to get away with it. There's Which a very fine like, line aren't here. Aren't we essentially teaching how to commit crimes, So, I mean, when I thought about that after the podcast last week, I was like, that's the same thing. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. We don't condone any criming. One time uh, before 9-11, I went from here to Dallas to Vegas for a few days, back to Dallas, and then uh, through, what? through Miami down to Jamaica. Then I was at Jamaica for four days, um, and I, I took international flights. None of these were um, none of these were uh, charter flights, right? Charter uh, flights. No, you know what I mean. When you go to Jamaica, it's usually on a little, on, yeah. yeah, on a crappy little charter thing where you you all go to the charter airport. It's like and a you all, yeah, you, <laughs> no, it, it's a regular size jet. Yeah. But then you get off and you get on a bus and you get taken to Negril or Montego Bay or wherever you're going. Right. I was on the international flight. Um, and so I did that, and um, on my way back, I had to go through Miami again. And I had this ticket um, with all the places I had been in the last seven days, and I had one piece of carry-on luggage. <laughs> and obviously I'm flying clean because, you know, I, 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 I never took any chances like that. No, no, no. But the guy at the, uh, at the airport at Customs in Miami said, you've been here, 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 and here, and here, and that's your only luggage? And I'm like, y- y- yeah. He goes, follow me. <laughs> and then I got the going. You know, I got the once over twice, two, three yes. times. Yeah. So yeah. why indeed did you go what to you all mean? those places within... Uh, oh, oh because I, I flew. Um, I, I have a, a, a family member oh, in the right. in, in the airlines. Yeah, that's right. So you were yeah. flying for free. Well, flying for taxes, but yeah, sure. yeah, the, yeah. I see, Ross. I got you... well. I got two TSA stories that it just always boggles my mind how they work or how they don't work. So I was flying back from Fort Myers probably five six years ago with some friends, and my buddy flies a lot more than I do just for work and such, and he's got family all over the country. So he's got the pre-check. I don't. I fly maybe once a year, sometimes twice. Yeah. Don't really love flying. I hate it myself, yeah. 
so we're walking through, and we're not even at the area where you go through pre-check. There's just a TSA guy with some dogs, and he sees my buddy, and I guess the dog gave my buddy the okay. And he goes, oh, you can just go through that line. It's the quicker line, yada, 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 where you don't have to take your shoes off and your belt. Yeah. And my buddy literally looks at the TSA guy and says, oh, I'm with those two. Can I just stay with them? And he goes, oh, they can go with you. Oh. And I'm like, well, wait a second. The dog said you were okay. Yeah. I know, like myself and the other buddy are okay. But, but if we're just going to willy-nilly just start letting people through, <laughs> they yeah. don't care. what's the point in this? And then my same buddy tells the story. He went through the same thing you did, Kenny, Yeah, where he ended up having to have the... Uh, yeah. Grab your ankles, yeah. my friend. Yeah, yeah, the more thorough check. Yeah. And he said, I, I love this line. Apparently, the TSA guy g- goes, or gal, I don't even know, goes, believe me, this is more uncomfortable for me than it is for you. And he Ooh, just goes, yeah. you want to bet? I, I don't think so. <laughs> you using the whole fist, Doc? Oh, uh. my gosh. My my boyfriend has been searched uh, the, the times that we've flown. Um, gosh, we've, you know, it's been four flights, like... I don't know, since November or something. So Sounds like a movie. Four flights since November. But he has been searched every time around his... his Why? Uh, yeah. His swimsuit area. Swimsuit area down below the bottom parts. Why? The buoy. The buoy. Um, <laughs> the buoy. <laughs> um, we don't know. that Something is showing up down there. And it's like they think he has something. He's like, I don't. But they have to go up and down, like, feeling and feeling. (laughs) Oh, have you seen Spinal Tap? Yeah. The scene where they're going through airport security, and he's got a big cucumber wrapped in tinfoil? Yes, yes. No, it wasn't like, no. Oh, we've got armadillos in our trousers. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't know why. Like, it's it's showing up as something that he's got something down there. Yeah. Huh. I dare you next time to chime up and go, boy, does he ever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about it. Check it out. You're oh. going to love this. <laughs> so one time that I did pay for a flight, I was coming home from one Hawaii. Time. <laughs> yeah, uh, coming home from uh, Hawaii, and uh, there's something I should have left behind, but I didn't. And uh, we're sitting in the airport waiting to get on our flight, and here comes... Um, two inspectors with a dog and it's a cute little dog and it's not a an angry looking like german shepherd or anything and the dog um sniffs everybody's carry-on luggage and uh i elbow uh elbow the roommate and said uh uh this this could be an issue uh we're gonna we're gonna have a problem here and she said what yeah yeah you, you can imagine idiot. yeah yeah she's like are you what kind of and i'm like i know i'm sorry um but i forgot th- but this is gonna be this is gonna be bad the dog walks right by my carry-on luggage sitting at my feet and uh gets two people down and sits down next to somebody's carry-on luggage someone else's they make the person open up the luggage. Right there in front of everyone? Pulled out grapefruit, pineapple, and other fruits. <gasps> it had it was nothing. A, it was a fruit dog. Yes. Yes. It wasn't a drug dog. They're trained. Well, I didn't say it was drugs that I had, but I immediately oh, went to the restroom and uh, took care of <laughs> the issue. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Kenny, that scares me. Yeah, yeah.
Oh. Yeah, and it was the one time uh, I was paying, you know, because I don't dare do it when I don't dare do oh, anything right. you don't illegal. Want that person to, right, no, God, be no, to no, them. no. Always on my best behavior. My best story about flying non-rev was, and I think it was that trip where I ended up in Jamaica, flying from Dallas to Miami in the middle of the night, first class. The only person in first class, pretty much an empty plane. Yeah. Uh, and the flight crew, everybody but the people flying the plane sat down next to me and we partied the whole way to Miami oh, and we fun. we were all just rubber kneed when we got off the plane it was so <laughs> awesome yeah there's nothing better than an empty flight and a board flight attendants it was so you fun you know i just realized that you along with jason who pays for his flights you guys yeah. fly first class yeah and you rib us alexis and i about yeah. how we sit in yeah with the poor people yeah in steerage as you call it steerage yeah, back, yeah and you yeah. make fun of us yeah. and now i realize you're doing it on somebody else's dime like well, you, <laughs> you still have to pay a little bit <laughs> you do have to pay but come on this isn't the same but and it's not the same nowadays either um um don because all i just the thought that you were secretly very a lux type person who need to be treated with kid gloves and well i i'm not a good flyer Okay. So it helps being up there, and, and it helps having a drink or two in the airport, and then a drink or two on the plane before the wheels are even up. Yeah, that helps them. I you used know, to it, do that. Yeah, and of course that's not the case uh, nowadays. Anybody that's listening now who's a non-rev flyer knows what a nightmare it is because you're getting bumped constantly because oh. planes are so full right now, and staffing is short. And yeah, yeah. so it, it's a real tr it's it's a pain in the ass flying a non-rev these days. I got a $600 voucher. Remember I told you guys You're that? You're burning a hole in your pocket. Yeah, where should I go? Somewhere hot. American Airlines. Well, I feel the need to um, have it with my other half. Oh, it's on American? So you're going to have to go through O'Hare or DFW. Don't, um, uh, what's a flight to Maui cost? I don't know. Can you afford that? Um, not without the $600 voucher. Because uh, Hawaii is amazing, and I promise you, after you go to Hawaii, you won't go anywhere else. Forget about the Caribbean, the Virgin really? Islands, Mexico. I was thinking all about this. Watching, um, you uh, suggested that I watch the White Lotus. Yeah, and I watched it the first episode yesterday. Yeah, that's it's the Caribbean, right? Oh, it is. No, it's it set is in Hawaii. Hawaii. Okay. And I thought, ooh, I don't think I could handle that because you have to take a ferry over to the other islands like you can't just sort of forget we, that you're above the ocean we, we took um jumpers uh just small little planes you get oh, on little planes yeah and at the time the last time i was there you just get on them like it's a bus you just sit down oh. anywhere and it's a 15 minute flight and you're there okay. it's no big deal yeah what ruined flying for me and made it even worse because i am an anxious flyer i do it because it's convenient not because i love it Right. But what really ruined flying for me, but was also terrifying at the same time, when I took my radio sabbatical where I didn't work in media or broadcasting mm -hmm. full time, at least for almost three years. I did that too, Ross. Yeah. I worked at a a, a, a big box store in town here, a locally owned one. Ugh, and, the real world. Ugh. Yeah, the real world. And a couple times a year, I flew out to do store visits, and I always called it campaign stops. Your longest flight was to get to the area. 
Right. Yeah. So we'd go out to yep. the Carolinas. It would take three hours. Yep. Then over the course of two, three days, we'd visit eight or nine stores, and every flight in between was literally between seventeen and twenty-three minutes. You're up and you're down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that that helped a little bit, but also those are the planes that tend to crash a fair That's, amount. Oh, thank you. That's what I was gonna about <laughs> yeah. to say. And and also what made me even just despise commoner flying even more is when you're doing that type of puddle jumping. Yeah. You're literally going to these FBOs. You're walking out under the tarmac, up into the plane. You take off and you go, right? Yeah. Couldn't be any more different and easier than how you get on an airplane when you're flying commercially. Yep. But yeah, that those little... I, and I don't want to undersell this. This is not like a tiny prop plane. This was a jet that seated right. 11 or 12 people. We had two pilots who were both combat veterans, so I... Yeah. Yep. Yep. I did feel safe, but also at the same time, every time you're on one of these, you're like, eh, well, I guess yeah. this could be it. Because these are, <laughs> these are the ones, yeah, and we're probably wrong, but my assumption is always these are the ones that get just piss-pounded and put away wet. <laughs> You know, and uh, the should have should have changed should have changed the oil uh, about ten thousand miles ago, but we'll get to it eventually. Oh my God. Maybe next week. I can't get over <laughs> what you just said. Oh God! Okay. Yeah, are we not supposed to say that? I mean, I think we can we can because it's a podcast. One one more reference like that, I'll have to label it explicit, but I think we can get away with. <laughs> Let right. me say with something one. else then. I feel no. Uh, that's KG. honestly, Kenny. I, I I agree with that. I mean, I, yeah. I couldn't agree with that more. I will say I felt very confident in how this plane was taken care of and yeah. just kind of talking to the crew and all that fun stuff. But I can't vouch that that's what every plane is like. The the kind of plane that you could probably light up a heater on it and nobody would care. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, well. I do know, and again, I won't give it away, but. This was the second plane the company had purchased. Prior to that, they had another plane. Yeah. And there was an issue at one point where one of my managers had told me, basically, I bleep you not. I thought he was, he's like, I bleep you not. I served overseas. I thought we were going down. No, no. And he, and he, oh, always, he always told the story. Oh. He's He goes, I, I bleep you not. When they got the plane back under control, there was a bagel with cream cheese stuck on the roof of the oh airplane. My oh my god! <laughs> oh, so so then that story goes. They got it landed, and he said, "Oh yeah, we had people who basically just rented cars and drove the rest of the way." And I go, "Yeah, <laughs> oh that god. would be me if that happened to me. I guarantee you, I would never fly again." Ross, one time I'm flying home. I'm a little kid with my family, and we're flying home either Republic Airlines or North Central, long defunct airlines. And we skidded off the end of the runway in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. Oh. We weren't supposed to go through Milwaukee, but we got bumped from whatever flight. So we had to, you know, connect through a few different towns. And we went right off the end of the runway. And uh, they just put it on full reverse, backed right up until the tarmac, turned it around, and drove to the gate. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Would this terrify you, Kenny, or would this help you? Because here, here's what I do. It's just a sick obsession of mine that I I acknowledge is sick. There is a channel on YouTube called the Flight Channel, mm-hmm. and all they do is reenact plane crashes. Oh what? no! 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 I, I, no! 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 What? No. As a matter of fact, that Tom Hanks plane crash movie, I I skipped the part where the plane went down. Oh, Sully. And, and came. No. Uh, no. The one uh, with the uh, with the soccer ball. Oh, um, oh, the, the soccer, away. yeah, Castaway, yeah. Soccer yeah. Ball's Wilson. 
Yeah, uh, and I skipped the plane crash part. <laughs> it's very Rain Man like. I'm sorry, Wilson Wilson. I had to pick up uh, where he was uh, washed Home up on the beach. On the oh beach. yeah, you didn't like that plane yeah. crash in the water. Uh, Don, I'm like I'm play- with plane crashes. I'm like you are with the water. So it doesn't matter if it's land or water. The right. crash. Yeah. No. It's it's yeah. It's. Did you watch Sully? Oh hell no! Are you kidding me? Okay. No chance. And not the one with Denzel Washington, which was fake. Oh, but yeah, was, I watched that one. What was that one called? That was Flight. Flight. He flies the plane upside down. Oh. The, the only he good... He was an alcoholic in that movie, right? Yes. Okay. The only good flying um, movie I've ever come across, and this one should have won many, many Oscars, Soul Plane with Snoop Dogg. Soul Dog. Plane. Yeah, Snoop and, Dog. and Tom Arnold oh. and, and a few other people. Soul that's, Plane. That's one of the greatest airplane movies oh ever made. Oh, my gosh. For a second, I thought you were going to say, like, Dumbo. You know, Dumbo <laughs> Dumbo takes off. Right. He's flying away. Ross, this plane, they're doing the they're doing the hop down the runway like they're driving, like a low-rider car yeah, going sure. down Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, it's really cool. Do you ever watch off-topic but similar movies? Did you ever see Hot Tub Time? machine yes yes <laughs> i loved it that showed up yeah. on one of the services that i have and i've i've seen it before but i definitely flagged it for like the i'm gonna watch this as i fall asleep the minute i saw the title of that movie i just thought this is gonna be fantastic i don't even care what it is hot oh. tub time machine see i was the opposite i thought this is gonna be so stupid i'm not gonna last five minutes and i love the whole thing it was oh fantastic <laughs> i'm confused how did we end up on this topic? We just talk. That's the thing. It was TSA, and then it TSA. got us to planes. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I hope my sister who works for the airline isn't listening. Is she the same one that you just bashed no, about yeah. no. the man and cave? I didn't, I didn't bash her. I just gave her some good-natured ribbing. I, I was going to say, I hope the other one wasn't listening. Yes. How many siblings do you have? I've never known this. I have two, but when they're both girls, it equals four. <laughs> I can vouch for that. <laughs> I can vouch for that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's good. And, and I call them good, good kids, but they're both like me in their fifties, so none of us are kids anymore. Oh, sure, of course. Also, yeah. if you have two older sisters and you're 35 and single, don't ever do anything with a woman because the first thing <laughs> they go is, "Oh my gosh, is it your girlfriend?" Oh, and yeah. you're like, "Jeez!" Like, wow. The no. one thing they did teach me, and it's never been an issue, not once in my life, is always close the toilet seat. I never, ever, ever leave the toilet seat up. It's really rude. Me either. Yeah. Please. Well, don't I don't do have. It. In the I don't night, have... we fall in, and it's scary. Yeah, I, I'm not patting myself on the back. I wish I could be like all other guys and leave it up, but it's just, it's not in me. I don't Good. Have it Thank in me. God, both of you are human beings. Are we done, Ross? Yeah, we could be done. I'll, I'll hit your clothes. That's great. All right. Thanks once again for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. We don't know why you do it, but we certainly appreciate it. And hopefully we'll be back next week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.